Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, episode number eight. In this episode, the moms talk about ways to make homeschooling fun, list-led learning, and using games in your curriculum. <laughs> mom, where's my glasses? Honey, where's my glasses? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the Savvy, Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, how was your week? Well, actually, not too bad. A uh, little bit ups and a little bit of downs, I suppose. So, we did start off our 4th of July with a um, trip to the ER, which wasn't oh, very good. I read about that on <laughs> Facebook. That's crazy. <laughs> no, my husband... Got another kidney stone. It's his second one, so he knew the feeling when it happened. That was oh, very fun. awful. Yeah, luckily this one actually passed really quickly. And, and also, amazingly, at about 10 o'clock in the morning on the 4th of July, there's not very many people in the ER yet. <laughs> nobody's gotten <laughs> drunk and hurt themselves yet. And exactly, it's later in the day when they're all starting to trickle in. <laughs> <laughs> before they've, you know, injured themselves with illegal uh, fireworks and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, there was not very many people there, so much, much better visit than the last time, which we spent like I think at least two hours with him writhing in pain in the waiting room. Oh, this time I think we were in there for like fifteen minutes, and then we were in, and then yeah, it, it like passed really. At one point, he like they made him pee in a cup, and he came back, and he was like waiting to you know be getting waves of pain again, and and he was like, um, it doesn't really hurt anymore <laughs> what just happened <laughs> it was like sore but yeah so yeah made that made it a lot easier I didn't even need any drugs this time so that's fantastic because I, I had a kidney stone it's oh, been did you yeah it's been years back now and I remember I almost ripped the the um uh, admitting nurse's desk because I was holding on to the back part of it or the bottom oh, wow. part of it because I was in so much pain, and I could hear the wood in it creaking. Oh, no. <laughs> so you've done both labor and, uh, and kidney stones. And kidney yes. stones, I've heard they're comparable. They are very. Ex- as comparable as they can get. Except that the upside for me was that um, that um, they got me in, got me set up with an IV, and then put something in my IV that I don't know what it was, but I read the same page of my book like three times. <laughs> I, I was completely, completely gone, so... Um, but I guess he didn't have to do that, so that's not good. Not this time. The last time they did give him a shot of something, I don't even remember what it was, and he was like, oh, that's so much better. Exactly. <laughs> but, it, so but, you know, he now. was waiting in the waiting room for, I mean, the last time it was an eternity, and he oh. kept going into the bathroom because he just needed to lay down, and you can't, like, get comfortable in those waiting room chairs, so he just kept going in the bathroom and laying on the floor. Oh, my. This time was nothing like that. It was completely different, so... Yeah, really nice <laughs> that That's it good. passed so quickly and, you know, that we knew what to do and we knew what it was. So, although it, initially he said he wasn't absolutely positive that it was, uh, he said it, it felt pretty much the same, but he was worried that maybe it could be his appendix. So, and I've had that, so <laughs> I've had oh, wow. my appendix out. So, um, you know, it was in the right area for him, but it was kind of bad and the, you know, it was kind of on his back. So in his back area so it was a little yeah. different but you know what I learned from my experience with my appendix was that it manifests differently in fact they didn't even want to diagnose me for a really long time I was in the hospital like 18 hours before they did anything it was oh my crazy goodness. yeah I, it almost ruptured it's a long story I won't go into <laughs> but what I learned is that they don't they don't all manifest it doesn't 
man the pain doesn't manifest mine was up high like under my rib cage oh yeah and they said it's really hard to to accurately identify appendix every time because it doesn't always the pain doesn't manifest the same way for everybody so and mine was actually my appendix was they call it retrosequel it was like stuffed up under my intestines which is why the pain was up high so <laughs> so i confused them all so oh, wow <laughs> but anyway i digress Another really, um, well, I should say that it's not another really cool thing because the, the, the <laughs> kidney stone <laughs> wasn't a cool thing. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a cool thing. Another no, no, thing. Not at all. Another thing this week, though, that was actually a cool thing was um, my daughter made her radio debut. Yes. This last week. Oh, my goodness. It was so cool. She was so nervous. Yeah, they. Um, I'm on the board of the Discovery Center here locally, which, for those who don't know, um, it's a local science center. And um, opening, reopening their museum soon, actually. And uh, Yeah, very exciting. Um, anyway, they wanted to do a PSA on a local radio station. And they asked, I was actually at one of the board meetings recently. I was playing on my iPhone um, the intro to our show because I was so proud of Maven doing her little <laughs> spiel. And um, so I was playing the little intro and they were like, wow, she's really good. Oh my gosh, we should use her for something. And then, you know, weeks later, it came up that they needed this PSA done and the director was going to do it. And then they're like, you should really have a child do it. You should have Maven do it. <laughs> so I asked her if she wanted to do it. And first she was like, no way. <laughs> She does not like to talk in front of people, and she's fine doing it at home with me, but she gets all nervous if she has to talk in front of people and such. So yeah. so I kind of talked to her about it for a while, and she was really nervous, but then I, I pointed out to her that she's going to feel really good about it when she's done, and that it's it's good for you to do something scary sometimes. It's really, it's it makes you stronger if you do things that scare you, that you, you need to do scary things from time to time, yeah. <laughs> shake things up and make life more interesting. So, um, so I didn't force her, but I, you know, I, I kept telling her how good it would be to do and it would be fun and it would be so cool and she'd be so proud of herself later and we'd all be proud of her and, you know, but if she didn't want to do it, that was fine too. But she finally agreed to give it a try and it was fine. Totally fine. She was over in like five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's super cute too. Yeah. She's, she's really good at reading things on cue. So, you know, I mean, she, with all of the expression in her voice and everything, so yeah, so it was very exciting, and it's airing this week. So. Yay! Yay! So I posted on my Facebook page. I'll have to post a link on Savvy Homeschool Moms, too. I don't think I did that yet. But, um, yeah, she did really good. And, in fact, uh, we played it for Adam's boss. And uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned on the show, my husband's a video photographer. And he works at a video and audio recording, or what do you call it? It's like a... It's a recording studio, and they do video as well. Mm-hmm. And um, he does commercials and all that kind of things. But they also do radio, and they do they do like recording musicians and such. So they work with voice talent. Um, they've worked with voice talent a lot, um, doing commercials and whatnot. And uh, so he heard it, and he goes, "We got another possibility of voice talent there." <laughs> he nice. Like, he said, "She does better than a lot of adults that I know." <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, very proud. Maybe it was beaming, of course, after sh- after all of the stress of building up, you know, of being scared of doing it. She's, like, totally happy, you know, because yeah. it worked out so well. So <laughs> that was really cute. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then we had another exciting thing happen this week. Maybe you can mention it <laughs> about from Mothering Magazine. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Mothering Magazine, which... Um, a friend of mine asked me what Mothering Magazine is, and I said, it's sort of the mothership magazine for alternative parenting. Mm-hmm. 
um, Mothering Magazine, who we're big fans of, mentioned us on their Facebook page. Yeah. And um, from the moment it was posted until, I mean, even today, we're still getting likes yeah, from it. We are. Um, we got, um, our, we tripled, I think, our likes on Facebook. At least, yeah. At, yeah, and um, we have definitely tripled our our average daily download for the <laughs> podcast numbers. Um, it, it's just amazing how many um, people came to us from there. So if you're listening now because you heard about us on Mothering Magazine, welcome, welcome. to the show. <laughs> We're so happy to have you. We are so happy to have you. That was and so exciting. <laughs> thank you so much to Mothering Magazine. Yes. Before mentioning us, we appreciate it a great deal. Yeah, I got to find out who it is that does their Facebook page because I have a I have a connection with Mothering Magazine because I used to have a partnership with them when I did my website Mommy Chats um, on at mommychats.com. I used to mm-hmm. do um, host, and Becky helped me a lot yes, too. You were to wonderful moderate. to help me moderate <laughs> the topical chats there. Which um, once Mothering. Uh, once the I think we had, I think it was about two years I think that we did those chats I had something like that around yeah. there two or I don't think it was a full three years it might have been two two and a half somewhere around there um, I hosted all of their uh, topical chats um, with all of their experts and whatnot every week and and Becky helped me moderate keep those people at bay <laughs> keep those <laughs> chatty mamas from interrupting uh, <laughs> um, so I had a connection with Peggy over there and. Um, Cynthia, who does, who at the time did the website. I'm not sure what her official job is now, but um, so uh, I got to find out if it's anybody I know that's doing the Facebook page. <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah, so it was very cool. It was very exciting. And we, we were like Becky and I were texting back and forth. It's, it just went up another five just in the last thirty seconds. Oh my gosh! Now we're up to eighty. Ah, you know, like we're so silly. It was, but it was so exciting. Oh, it was you know? so fun. And like everybody I talked to, I was like, oh wait, I got to tell you about this. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yes, it's very fun. Very fun. So we gotta we gotta see if there's something else that we can. <laughs> yeah, where else can we get them? What else can we get them to tell them? Because they weren't actually posting about us. They were posting about Khan Academy, <laughs> and they said that they heard about it. Whoever somebody over there at Mothering was listening to our podcast and and heard us mention Khan Academy, which was what like the first or the, no the second I think episode. Yeah. And um, so. Hopefully they'll find more things to mention from our show and mention us again. <laughs> it was really nice of them to give us a shout out because they didn't need to. But wow, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. Very, very cool. Well, maybe they'll give us a shout out that we gave them a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> we just go back and forth. I know, I know. Uh-huh. And they're still doing so well, even though the magazine shut down and then they, like, they're no longer producing the magazine and then they were they were going to do it like as an e-magazine for a while and then that didn't last very long and they shut that down as well so they're just a website now and they still have huge following so lots and lots of people talking on their forums every day and and their facebook page is just huge mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah it's definitely good being connected with them absolutely <laughs> so that was really fun and then uh, the other thing that's been taking up all my time right now, though, has been planning my son's birthday party. He's having mm. an alien birthday party, I think I mentioned. Yes. And I am still working on that. We finally set it for two weeks. It's going to be all-consuming <laughs> for the next two weeks. And then yesterday was actually his actual birthday, so we were celebrating his party or his birthday yesterday. He turned seven. That was really fun. He had a really good time. Excellent. Didn't do a whole lot of things. We went out to ice cream with Adam's fam- some of Adam's family and then we went out to dinner with my family in the evening and so that was fun and yeah, not a whole lot of uh, education going on 
the math has kind of got put on hold, and uh, I got to kick started again tomorrow because today I I mentioned it to Maven and I'm like, you know, you're supposed to be doing math every day, and she's decided that she doesn't like the amount that I've allotted her to do every day, so she's not going to do any of it. Oh. It was going so well for a while there, and then now all of a sudden she's decided it's too much, and I said, you know what? Just do a page a day. I don't care. Just keep moving forward. You don't have to do four because originally I had figured it out that she really needed like four pages a day, but it was turning out to be some pretty challenging stuff for her. So she was kind of shutting down with it. So I'm like, I don't care. Just do one. I don't care. Just keep moving forward. Right. So we don't finish it by the end of summer. That's fine. I didn't really expect to. I was hoping we would, but (laughs) it's fine. If we're still in the book when we start up the next school year, I just want to get further along. So... So that'll that'll have to start uh, tomorrow. I'm going to have to make it a definite, concerted effort to sit down and lean on her <laughs> to yeah. get that done, and then Tyrion as well. He's a little bit easier to get going on that because he. I only needed him to do a page a day anyway. So, but so how was your week, Becky? Well, um, it was kind of a pretty boring week actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't have anything exciting happen at all this week, I don't think. Um, Other than but, mothering. <laughs> right. That was the most exciting thing of my week, I think. Um, <laughs> Michael, of course, was in and around and everything. He's leaving in two days. Aww. So um, he was here hanging out for a while, and that was nice. Um, but basically, this entire week, I have been w- dedicating myself to researching what I'm going to do for this fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, it's causing me a great deal of stress now, (laughs) trying to get this all figured out. Um, It's like, you know, I've been babied up until now, you know. (laughs) If if I didn't want to hunt down a specific curriculum for a subject, the school had a curriculum that they would be like, well, this is what we recommend, but there's also this, this, and this. And I would try what they recommend, and then if I didn't like it, I would try this, this, and this. And I can't do that this year. (laughs) Yeah. At the very least, well, yes. Well, at the very least, I have to, if I can't borrow curriculum from people, I'm going to be buying curriculum. And if I'm going to be buying curriculum, I'm not going to want to be changing curriculum every 10 minutes. Yeah, that does get hard, trying to figure out what exactly to do, especially when you're paying for it. (laughs) Exactly. So I actually, I hate, as much as I hate to admit this, I actually got really nervous. And on Thursday, I requested an information packet from Connections Academy. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, we did Connections Academy with Danielle for about six months. Right. uh, When she was in kindergarten. And it was far, far too much work for a kindergartner. Right. But um, now I think um, if it... You know, if the curriculum stayed at the good level that it was at, then um, in fifth grade, it would be much more, um, she'd be much more able to keep up with it. And, right. And even then, she probably could have kept up with it. I just felt like it was too much. Yes. And so, um, but now, I think she really could do it. And sure. that would salvage me from having to try to, <laughs> try to, you know, have a yard sale and everything to try to scrape up the money to buy curriculum for this fall. So do they send you books, or do you, is it all online? They send you books. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so do be- they actually do Moving Beyond the Page, then? They don't, unfortunately, oh. which means I would lose Moving Beyond the Page. Um, but it would only be, hopefully, for the one year, and then we could right. go back. Um, but they, they actually, like, I, I remember it fondly. Uh, one day I came home from somewhere, a grocery store somewhere, and there was this box big enough <laughs> that I could have put both children into it. And it was just filled. It was like all the curriculum, all the stuff you need, all the workbooks, everything, all, they just ship it to you in this one big box. Nice. And, um... So you don't get to choose there? Uh, you do get some choice, but for the most part, it's not 
not like you would if you were doing it right. on your own, or even through the charters like we use, where they have a large selection of curriculum. Right. They don't have that. But um, at the same time, one of the things I have often said is that I, I don't really, I never chose to homeschool because I didn't agree with curriculum from schools. Right. Um, I I'm okay with the curriculums they use at schools. Um, I I like moving beyond the page because it's fun and it's engaging and we enjoy it. But if she had to move to a regular reading curriculum, I would be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, my main things with school is I, you know, I mean, the reason we homeschool is the not wanting my kids to be bored thing. Right. And, and you know, when it comes right down to it, they're going to be, they're going to hate doing math regardless of what curriculum you use, I think. So. <laughs> You know, choosing except Danielle, a, who actually loves it. Except Danielle, right? Yeah, <laughs> and grammar too. It's she's just the most bizarre child ever. She, <laughs> she enjoys grammar, so um, you know it, it would be okay if they had to use a different curriculum for a year. You know, and right. um, plus that would. Uh, I'm still at the point with Jack. I don't really know what works for him yet. Right. Like we did a whole year, and I'm still looking at him, going, "Well, I don't see any of these things as clicking." And, and, you know, like when you see something that really works well with your children, you can go, oh, well, that clicked. You know, that yeah. that's perfect. Nothing I used with Jack did that. So it's not like I have a basis to even start shopping for him because I don't know what to use for him. <laughs> and so yeah. that's kind of rough. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, I requested information about connections. And I'm going to take a look at them again and see, you know, if maybe they might be a good fit for you know our time that we're waiting it out until we can get into Eleanor Roosevelt right right (sighs) whatever works well it kind of feels like a little bit of failure oh no it's not but it's not failure because I can't do it it's failure because you know our life situation right now doesn't really warrant spending a lot a lot a lot of money on curriculum yeah. Um, that I, you know, that may or may not work for the kids. Well, and worse comes to worse, it doesn't work out. You can always quit again. Exactly. And that's the other thing, too, is when last time I quit Connections, it was super simple. Yeah. There was no, it was, you know, there was no, you know, people calling me or pounding on my door or anything. Right. I, they sent, I, I think even they sent me a box mm-hmm. with like a label on it. All I had to do was pack up the stuff that we hadn't used and ship it back. And it was just that simple. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I'm thinking I might give them another try. Plus, they have these really cool clubs and things for the kids. Oh, yeah? Yeah, um, they're online clubs, obviously. But um, they're with other Connections Academy kids. And they have, like, you know, book clubs and art clubs and all this kind of stuff for the kids. So they have all these really great electives as well. And, like, one of the electives they have is home life. And, it's you know, you, you get school credit for learning how to sweep and mop and cook and, you know, the stuff that you need to learn to do around the house anyways, you know. Like home ec. Yeah, it's like home ec, right? And there's a whole like curriculum for it, so it's not even like you're like, oh, what do I got to teach my kid today? You just log on and it says, oh, today you're gonna, you know, make pancakes. Oh, yay, make pancakes. Oh, fun. Yeah, so it's not all completely horrible, and um, if it's you know even as good as if it's if the curriculum is as good as it was when she was in kindergarten, I think it's gonna be a good fit again. So right, <sighs> that may be what we end up doing. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> To hear the ever-continuing saga of what's Becky going to do this fall? <laughs> right. <laughs> the drama continues. I know. It's like a soap opera around here, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. So, um, that's pretty much why I don't really have a lot else to share from this week. It's been a quiet week. Oh, we've been spending a lot of time in our lukewarm tub. 
Oh, well, that's cool. Yes. Well, we been... still haven't had any play dates. Except for the 4th of July, we met with friends. We went over to Railroad Park. You can see the fireworks from Railroad Park. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the Buchanan fireworks. So that's actually, I think I want to make it a point of doing that every year. We used to always go to my parents because they just, they just live right down the street from, from the park and, and which is right down the street from um, the school um, for non-locals. They have a, a high school here that shoots off pretty elaborate fireworks every year. Yeah. So. In fact, they have a whole show, I guess, that they do because you can hear the music actually from my parents. We go around like a blo- it's like a block behind their house, and uh, we just walk around the corner, and you can hear the music. Even. I think they actually have lasers there too, don't they? I think so. It I seems like so. I've gone with um, you know Angela and stuff before, and it seems uh-huh. like they had like all the whole thing going on. Yeah, they uh, they have a whole show. I think we've never actually gone into the stadium when they're doing it, but we always just watched. We used to actually when my parents first moved in, um, we watched from their backyard. But their trees have all grown in the way now because <laughs> this was you know it was a brand new. It was one of those brand new neighborhoods where they had all brand new trees and everything. And, but yeah, those trees, those darn trees, are now quite tall. And yep. every year it got harder and harder to see. And then we then we moved out to the front yard, and and then we moved. <laughs> around the corner because you just couldn't see through the, through the trees in the neighborhood anymore <laughs> but um one year somebody told us that they were going to go to railroad park and i'm like well of course you can see it from there why wouldn't i even think of that and so tons of people go to railroad park and they have it's like this big old it's like a block party kind of thing it's really cool because it's like this um the park has all kinds of um bike paths and stuff and so everybody's camped out on the grass and throwing frisbees and everything and tons and somebody's walking around selling light sticks and everybody's doing little mini fireworks on the sidewalks which really didn't seem safe to me because it's really close to the people and there was nobody (laughs) with water of course so it did not seem at all safe to me but it wasn't me so you know it's not like i could say anything but it was really fun we had a really good time with it yeah i completely forgot to mention fourth of july (laughs) oh yeah yeah what did you guys do for the fourth of july um well, we were supposed to go over to Tiffany's because it was Michael's birthday, his 21st birthday. Oh, he, he's born on the 4th? Yeah, he's born on the 4th, and he was born on his father's 20th birthday. Oh, oh his dad has the same birthday. Yeah, his How dad's funny. born on the 4th of July, too. And um, so we were supposed to go to Tiffany's because Michael didn't want to do anything for his birthday, and then it, then Michael changed his mind, so we moved everything over to here, and so we invited over Tiffany and Saren and uh, Baby John and Michael and Mary and everything. We had a little barbecue, and um, we were supposed to hang out in the hot tub, but it just didn't quite get that point. But we did do fireworks, which was fun, and Dean did have both a bucket and a hose because you there know you Dean. Go. That's what we always safety. do. And, but what was and really, you always have to stay back a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and what's really funny, though, is, you know, I live in the Tower District. We're kind of a crazy freewheeling people here. Yeah. And I'm looking around, and there's illegal fireworks coming oh, from all four directions. And I'm thinking oh. to myself, how dumb do you have to be to shoot something up in the sky from your yeah. house that's yeah. illegal? Did you hear what the fine is now? No. What it's is like it? It's like $1,300 or something like oh that. My gosh. If you get caught, yeah, it's like twelve or $1,300. It's a lot. And we came home, when we drove home, one of our neighbors, like, four or five doors down. No, it was more than that. I think it was, like, six or seven doors down. So nobody we knew. Um, Shooting off illegal fireworks. (laughs) It was just, like, and we all stood outside before we went in, and we're, like, should we call 911? But they didn't didn't shoot off anymore, of course, while we were watching. So. Well, I never did hear any sirens or anything like that, but I was thinking it should, wouldn't be too hard for Fresno PD um, to follow the bright light to yeah. the sky to figure out where But I bet they're going all from. over the place. That's what I kind of figured. They probably wouldn't even show because they're probably getting calls constantly and they're going all over the place trying to 
Because there's tons and tons and tons of people with illegal fireworks because they just go down to Mexico and get them. Being in California, it's really easy for me to just drive, people to just drive down there and pick yep. them up and bring them back up here. Although there's probably other outlets. You probably get them online, I bet. You know, oh, yeah. you, can, you can get drugs online. I'm sure you can get illegal fireworks <laughs> online. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's just crazy. I just, I just can't. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then I saw, I won't mention the name, but I saw somebody posting a, a video <laughs> of their family doing fireworks. And I was like, um, I'm, I'm thinking, isn't that illegal? <laughs> wish they were doing totally illegal fireworks. And I'm like, you're posting it on Facebook. Oh, my gosh. That's insanity. <laughs> but, like the police are monitoring their Facebook account. But well, still. but you know what? People do get arrested for stuff on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're off on a tangent. <laughs> oh, yes. We got off topic again. Hey, Tina. Yes. Let's talk about making homeschool fun. Yes. We wanted to talk about making homeschool fun. Because that's, uh, you know, I, I actually, that's one of my big reasons why I wanted to homeschool is because I wanted f- learning to be fun for my kids. Yeah. But I tell you what, I was just, as I was doing some, as we were trying to think of ideas for what to talk about on this episode and I was researching this um because we we need some more questions from you guys. <laughs> we're actually short on. We have a few more questions, but we weren't really feeling like we could sufficiently answer most of them. So um, we'll put in the rest of the of any of you guys that got sent us questions that we haven't answered yet. We're we're putting those on hold because we weren't quite prepared for them yet. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So I was researching this. I was thinking. I did. God, I just ended up doing so much thinking on this subject today, and I'm just like. I've gotten completely off track. It is so easy to get off track yes. from whatever your plans are, you know, whatever your goals are for home, in homeschool, well, in anything in life. But for me, particularly in, in homeschooling, I get off track and I forget. I really want this to be fun for them. And I realize it can't all be fun. I know mm-hmm. it can't all be fun. I'm not trying, I'm not expecting every single thing to be, yay, we're learning multiplication tables. You exactly. Know? <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. But I, but I, I don't think I'm doing a very good job in recent months of remembering to try and um, make things more interesting, more fun for them. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy that we get to talk about this because I ended up finding some really cool um, articles and information on the web, which was really, really interesting, I thought. And um, the first thing that I thought I should mention was this really cool article, which will obviously put the link in the in the notes. Of course. Um about how emotions affect the learning. And I actually had read something about this at one point, and it stuck in my mind, but um, but I couldn't remember the specifics of it. But I did remember that, um, like, your emotional state when you're learning something really affects whether or not you retain the information. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're hating what you're doing and... Um, or just have a really bad attitude or you know, whatever, you're upset. It's just not going to stick. And this actually talks about how they've done research, and it actually, um, it's called How Emotions Affect Learning, and it's um, by Brad Epstein, Uh, and he says, um, emotions can have enormous effects on learning and help or hinder the development of a child and their success in school. Um, And then he talks about this person who uh, was a, a teacher and a specialist um, described emotion as the on-off switch to learning. Anger, pessimism, and fear blow fuses, trip learning circuits, 
um, when the switch is off, learning is not possible. And that the opposite is true for positive emotions. When we are joyful and hopeful, we're more receptive, and learning and memory are enhanced. When the switch is on, the pathway to learning is open. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting, um, I think, because it's really easy to get caught up in the, oh, they have to learn this and they have to learn that, and oh gosh, are we going to get all this done by the end of the year? And, you know, where are they? Are they on, on level for this, that, or the other thing? Or are we behind? Mm-hmm. Are, we, are we doing enough? It's really easy to forget that this, this stuff should, at, we should at least try to make some of this, stuff, if not most of this stuff, fun or interesting in some way so that it's actually enjoyable for the kids. I think definitely agree that if they're, if they are um, into it and, and enjoying it, they're going to get a whole heck of a lot more out of it. So um, there's a lot of different ways that you can do that, of course. And um, one of the things that I know you do is you do lots of projects with your kids. We do. We do a lot of projects. Um, I like to let the kids, I mean, yes, I am very good at trying to stick to what they're supposed to be learning at that level at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of my yardstick for myself. Sure. But I, I like to, spit, to to build in a lot of time for them to be able to have bliss, bliss-led learning. Yes. And so one of the things that we do is we try to pick something that's interesting and we try to go on a couple week in-depth study of it like at the end of the year we just finished up um, an in-depth thing that we did about clouds Uh and so every day the kids would go out and they would look at the clouds and they would decide they had a chart that showed all the different cloud types and they would decide you know what kind of cloud it was that day and they kept a graph of you know what kind of clouds you know how many times we saw this many kind of cloud this kind of cloud or that kind of cloud or whatever and then we um, studied the water cycle and how clouds are formed and we actually we managed to make condensation inside a glass. Oh yeah, I remember you posted that picture. Yeah, it was so hard to get a picture of condensation. Yeah, it was, it was hard, insanity. I can tell what you were looking at. Yeah, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. And um, I actually did after the fact. After we were all done, I found a way to make a mini water cycle inside a. You know those, those when you buy a deli chicken and it's in that plastic thing. Oh, uh huh. Yes. A, a, a way to make a mini water cycle in that. So we're going to do that oh, next, fun. I think. Um, but and then before that, we did um, butterflies because we were raising butterflies at the time. So you know, we did we made. Uh, puppets of the life cycle of the butterfly and the kids made a video of the life cycle of the butterfly and they did a lap book about butterflies and we read books about you know so I try to have something that's separate from their regular schoolwork but that's fun and interesting and I try to do a lot of really fun things like puppet shows and crafts and, and we've made dioramas and we've you know done all sorts of different kinds of art projects and things to help re- reinforce what they've been learning. Mm-hmm. Um, in these little things that I would consider to be their their bliss-led learning parts. Right. You know, because it's not in their curriculum that that's what they're supposed to be learning right then, but that's what they're interested in right then. So, like, sure. Jack right now is really into simple machines. He's been checking out books about levers and things like oh, that. Awesome. So I need to find some good projects for him to be able to really um, learn more about that in a more hands-on way. I probably have some good links for that because, remember, I did the... Um Move it, dig it, do it event. Yes, you did. That was, we did a lot of simple machine stuff, so I'll have to see what I have in my files. <laughs> yes, that would be awesome because that's his thing right now. Is He's really into the whole, you know, simple machines, mm-hmm. levers, bullies, things. And so I want to encourage that, you know. Sure. I want, and so whereas we may not play a lot of games and those kinds of things, we do do a lot of hands-on, crafty kind of projects yeah you're really good at that you're always posting about stuff like that and i'm always like dang i ain't getting button <laughs> gear i just don't god i'm so overwhelmed with the house all the time i'm just like Ugh. and i'm not like i'm not like that I'm, I'm not like paranoid about 
you know, them making messes all the time. But yet I've kind of turned into that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, I work so hard at trying to clean up all the time. I don't want to do it. Like, I never, I swore I'd never be like that. But then I kind of ended up being like that anyway. I'm like, ah, I got to try and work on that for next year and, you know, bring more more things out and make messes. <laughs> yeah. You know what helps with that? What's that? Take it out of the house? Well, part of that's it, that too. Part of it for me is I hate messes. You know, I know that, you do. I cannot stand you it. You can stand t- it when they did art class. You had to go outside with a book, I remember, because no, you couldn't it handle it. No, so crazy. <laughs> but what I do is when we do our craft things, we are confined to a space. You don't carry the glue and the markers around the house. You work mm-hmm. here. And right. then when we are done, we immediately clean up. Yeah, that's cool. And we all clean up together. Right. You know, right. Jack puts the markers away, sister puts the paper away, I wipe down the table, and it's all, we do it all together, and it gets done right then. Because awesome. if it sits there, I will begin to have anxiety attacks. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, but I, is it a lot of work to get it set up, though? Because that's lot? the part I think that really stops me a lot. I don't think so, because up. I keep everything, like in my school area, which is also my dining room, <laughs> in my <laughs> school area, I have um, a set of cabinets that has um, all their supplies and things in it, and then I have a set of drawers that have the glue and the pen- pencils and the scissors and all of that stuff in it. So everything's right there where we need it. That's um, awesome. I used to keep my curriculum in this cabinet, and I kept all the art supplies in the kitchen, and I found that I wasn't doing as much stuff because I'd have to go all the way to the kitchen right. to get the stuff and then all the way to the kitchen to put it back, which doesn't seem like that far. But when you think about it, you know, over the course of, like, every day, like, so yeah. I, yeah. I made the really smart switch. <laughs> I moved all the curriculum that they weren't using right at that moment into the kitchen cabinet, oh, and good. I moved all the art supplies out into the dining room cabinet. And now that they're right there, basically at our fingertips at any given time, mm-hmm. it's not really an issue to set up and, and clean up. Yeah, you know, I, we actually have an art area, and it's a really fabulous art area. When we remodeled our garage, we specifically had linoleum put down, and I have this whole area, and I have these great shelves and these great dressers, but we have a real problem here with putting stuff away, and not just the kids, because I don't blame them entirely, because I'm not on them about it, because I just don't notice it all the time. Like, I'll notice it later, but like at the time, I just I'm just so distracted all the time. I don't always think. Now you need to go in there and remind them to pick that up so that before we move on to the next thing, I've just gotten completely out of the habit of because you know because I didn't used to be like this. This has just kind of evolved <laughs> as I became a mom and as time went on. And I'm just like picking my battles. This is a battle I need to get back in there and fight because they don't pick up after themselves like right. very often at all and I have to be on them about it and we've been we've been doing better about it but the art area has been a big issue for a long time oftentimes they don't even use it because it's just trashed (laughs) there's just stuff everywhere so that is actually on my list of things to do this summer is to completely rearrange and reorganize that whole area because it's a fabulous area and we have Mm -hmm. all kinds of cool stuff in there but you know when I have to like step over paper on the floor you know to be even go in, be able to go in there and sharpen a pencil it's a little bit ridiculous so right that's part of the reason why we don't do projects is because i have such a hard time getting myself to remember to remind them to clean up and then yeah. by the time they do need to clean it up it's such a big mess that it turns into a huge deal versus doing a little bit as it happens which would be a lot easier right that's exactly the that was the one change that really made it so that i was way more relaxed about letting them do more art projects was teaching them and instilling them the responsibility that if you're going to do this you have to clean it up right, <clears throat> right. And, and it's the same with Dan- danielle does 
you know, aside from the, you know, 50,000 R projects and things we do for school, she does another 50,000 on her own. Yeah. And so she's gotten in a pretty good habit of making sure that when she's done, she cleans it up because what I have found works really well, which again, this is going to give me my title of mean mom again. (laughs) Um, When we went through a period of time where things weren't being cleaned up and I found a empty bottle of white glue in Danielle's bed glued (gasps) to her quilt. Oh no. Where the entire bottle had poured out onto the quilt and then dried. I basically locked up all the craft supplies for a while and said, until we can learn to do this responsibly, you're going to have to ask mommy every time you want something. Yeah. (laughs) And you're not going to like that because mommy's going to say, oh, you're going to have to wait a minute. I'm in the middle of this. And, oh, you're going to have to wait a minute, you know, and then you're not going to like it. And it's true. They don't. And so it only took that, doing that for uh, maybe a week. And then it it went back to, we, we pick up after ourselves. We make sure everything's cleaned up. We make sure everything's closed up. And we make sure everything's where it belongs. Yeah. Yep, I've been. We've actually been doing better slowly, baby steps. Baby steps. Tiny baby steps. There you go. We, I, I've been, you know, with the housework and the chores and all that stuff. We've been, we've been improving an awful lot. And actually, Maven was doing her chores earlier today, which she hadn't done them for the last couple of days. Well, it was the weekend. We don't. They don't have to do them on the weekend unless they want to earn extra time. And um, uh, we do other things. We do other cleaning stuff instead. And uh, I was like look at that she's like totally motivated i'm like watching her thinking look at her she's like i'm gonna go get my i need to get my chores done so i need to do this and and i was like (laughs) god bless you (laughs) i just love the fact that she's like so motivated to do her chores yeah you know it's all because she gets computer time but still as long as she's doing it yeah exactly um, and there, there have been times when she's done her chores and she's done her extra chores and she can't find anything else to do so she'll find a mess to clean up and she's at least twice that I can think of gone into our area and completely cleaned the entire table. Like, like you would not believe how clean it was. And I'm like, see, you are so capable of this. And I didn't even ask you to do it. And you put it all away and you cleaned it up. She wiped down the table. She even swept the floor. I mean, it was just awesome. So, um, yeah, she's, she's played her hand. She now, (laughs) now mommy knows what she's capable of doing. And, so, yeah, so I just need to make more use of that child. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's that's just me needing to get into a better habit. But I'm going to start off with uh, reorganizing in there to make it easier to clean up. Because right now, the way it's organized, it seemed like it, work, it worked at one point, but it's really just not working. So I'm figuring out, like, the paper is located, like, at the back of the room. And they don't want to have to put everything back because it's, like, I mean, it's not far or anything, but it's, you know, like a couple extra steps. They right. would rather not have to put it away versus I think I'm going to move it closer, like maybe into one of the drawers. So it's right there. So they just stick it right there. Yeah, it's not even it that it's the extra steps. It's that I think it's that they, if they don't visually see, right? Yeah. Doing that. Dean does it all the time too. Visually see. That's redundant. Um, cut that <laughs> out. Cut that out. Okay. <laughs> if they don't see where it's supposed to go back, it doesn't click in their brain as quickly to put it back. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think them being able to see right there where it goes and know right there where it goes and know all they have to do is pick it up, turn their chair, and put it back, that makes it so much easier for them to, you Yeah, know. and it's not going to it's not, not gonna be as hard. If it's not as hard, if they don't perceive it as being a difficult thing to do, then it'll, it's, it's more likely to actually happen. And exactly. then if all that 
you know, if we can figure all that out, then we can have a lot more fun. <laughs> That's what I keep trying to explain to them. I'm like, do you enjoy not being able to find anything in this room? Do you feel that feeling right now of, like, kind of stress because it's a mess in here? You know, they do. They do. Maven understands that because she knows how she feels when her room's a mess. Right. She's actually been keeping her room almost spotless lately, completely of her own. Um, volition and it's just amazing and you I keep pointing out to her I'm like you know that feeling you're feeling right now because it feels good because everything's where it belongs and it's clean and you're responsible for that so you feel good about yourself and you know you can enjoy things a lot more if things are where they you know put away where they belong versus not being able to oops <laughs> that's that's my uh, medicine alarm. <laughs> um, anyway, that was hilarious. <laughs> so um, I'll probably leave that in. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, they you know it's I I want her to really pay attention to how that makes her feel and how does it feel when you walk into this room because really it's it's tangible. When you walk into a messy room, there's a tangible feeling of, like, stress. You know, if yeah. there's too much stuff in the room or things are all over the floor, or you can't walk in there without crunching something or, you know. <laughs> so, I, you know, that's something that is definitely, uh, I'm going to make it a top priority to get on, get that room organized so that we can, so we can enjoy, we can enjoy that room, that mm-hmm. area more. And, and hence, do more fun in, hum- in homeschooling because I do need to do projects. And one thing that I had lost track of, which as I was doing all this reading, I was reminded of is that um, it's easier for kids to remember concepts if they've actually had the hands-on projects. Yeah. That actually, like tangibly you know touching and moving and doing that it actually makes you remember things better if you involve more of your senses all yes. of your senses even better and i had forgotten i knew this but i'd forgotten it and i got i get so caught up in all the book stuff and you know and trying to stay on track and making sure that we had enough stuff to write down and whatnot that i i, I lose track of it and i forget and so i have to re- i have to remind myself of these things and i have to constantly be reading and listening to podcasts and talking and thinking about these kind of things to remind myself of these things because i get off track pretty regularly especially since i'm like i said i'm pretty sure i'm add so really <laughs> my brain's all over the place anyway so right. so it was really fun to be able to like think about this today and think oh okay you know, I need to I need to make sure to um, to work on those aspects. You know, the cleaning and the picking up after ourselves and everything, so that we can have more fun. Because it's not very fun <laughs> if mommy doesn't ever want to take anything out because she knows you're never going to put it away. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I think it's really important to be able to to you know let them have have that time to be able to explore all the the hands on activities that that I haven't really been doing as much of, and I always meant to. So that's something that I definitely want to do. And I read this fabulous um, blog series. It was like this 10-part series on this website that I I did a search for um, while I was looking into this this whole idea of having fun, you know, making homeschooling more fun. Um, I thought of the phrase, delight-driven education, because I know I've heard that phrase. You've probably heard that a lot too, right? Yeah, well, I use use bliss-led, but yeah. Yeah, you say bliss-led, same thing. Mm-hmm. bliss led delight driven um i've heard delight driven a lot on the internet and a lot of times people i've heard people use it to describe unschooling but I, but my in my head it wasn't it's not exactly the same as unschooling and for those people who are not really familiar with 
with unschooling. You can Google the word, and you're going to find a gajillion pages about it. And honestly, there's a lot of different definitions of it, too. Yeah. (laughs) 50 gajillion. Um, It depends on who you talk to, what the specific definition is. But from what I've learned, and I actually did kind of unschool for a little while, it's it's the only thing I think most people are... um, agree on about unschooling is that it doesn't usually involve curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as what it specifically looks like, it, it's going to be different depending on the family. But it, I've heard delight driven being used to explain this before. So I was thinking about it and looking online and I found this website that talked about delight driven education and I'll put the link in there because it's really a cool article. Um, or it's like a 10 point, 10 part series. And it's the website is walking by the way which um, she is a Christian um, homeschooler, um, but the series didn't have any, you know, if this is relevant to you, the series didn't have any religion in it at all. Um, I imagine the rest of her site does. But <clears throat> but anyway, it was really, really cool um, reading some of the stuff that she was pointing out about how she, how she makes her homeschool experience for her children delight driven and it's it's really what I was kind of picturing in my head too is you know we have certain things that we need to learn there are you know they need to learn how to read they need to learn to do big right. least, uh, least basic math <laughs> if not more um, um, you know there are certain things that are just important to learn uh, the specifics of how they learn that is going to be different depending on the family and everything but the, you know in my opinion there are certain things that ki- my ki- I want my kids to learn right um, but I do want to follow their interests. I want to I wanna go in a direction that, that they're excited about. And I'm totally okay with taking a turn in our direction, depending on what they're interested in. Because if Maven all of a sudden, like right just today, she started making a bird, a, a bird about books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a book about birds. She's, she's been into birds for a while, and I'm really into birds too, so I've always encouraged that. And... Um, mm-hmm just today she started making a book so i'm thinking okay well let's see what i can set up and 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 plan to um encourage this even further because she's into it now and um and she's doing this all on her own and i don't want to do anything to to ruin that i'm not going to go all right let's turn this into a writing lesson and right (laughs) but at the same time there are certain things that i could probably encourage her to you know maybe i maybe i can find out about our local um Audubon Society, which I have before, and and maybe we can go on a walk or something, and yeah, um, you know that kind of thing. Follow follow the things that she's interested in, and there's no reason why I can't like take the the basics of what my kids need to learn and go in the direction of a, a subject that they're interested in. So, like, if you need to learn about writing, let's write about birds, right? <laughs> you know, if uh, if they need to learn, you know, they need to do some science. We can learn the science of birds and their bone structure, and you know right. how their bones are hollow, and how they lay eggs, and the different ways that their beaks work, and there are all the different adaptations that they have in their feet and their beaks and everything, and you know, nocturnal and versus diurnal and all that kind of stuff. So. You know, there's no reason why I can't turn all this into something that interests them. Right. You just got to get more creative. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, when we were doing the clouds, you know, I, I got math in there. We made graphs and yeah. charts and things, you know, it was like, and it, it, it was exactly, it was what they wanted to learn. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it, you know, got it me. It still got those subjects. That yeah, I got those subjects cover. covered. Yeah. And and there's, you can, it's pretty easy to do, especially when you're talking about science topics. And my kids are totally into 
anything about animals, especially they're totally into, but science yeah. in general, my kids love anything science. I've, I've kind of pretty much unschooled science just because it's easy for with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> they just follow their interest in that constantly and, you know, all kinds of science topics. So, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, but I think I, I can see as I'm reading through this series and she's talking about, um, you know, invoking their curiosity and, you know, by following what they're interested in, you, you know, you can do things to feed their curiosity and, and, um, let's see, she says, trying looking at here, she's got a thing in here about, there's cultivating curiosity, um, where's that other part, inquisitive and quizzed, she's talking about how to, how to handle all the questions that they're always asking her and how she turns their questions into more questions. Sometimes she'll turn it back to them. Well, what do you think is going to happen? And um, where do you think that comes from? And, mm-hmm. you know, making it fun. But you can tell by the way that she words this too, that, that she's not turning it into like a, you know, a t- testing them on, <laughs> you know, right. she does it in a way that's conversational, you know, and, and then she has a thing in here, stop, drop and roll where, you know, they'll, they'll change direction if the kids are, are, you know, whatever, like she said, she has an example in here about how, um, they were eating avocados and her son was like, what happens if I, if we plant that big thing, I mean, the, the, the pit from the avocado, you know, yeah. and right there, she was like, well, I could just throw it away and say, you know, I could just tell him or we could, I could let him try it. <laughs> so, you know. I think a big part of delight-driven education would be just really being aware of what's happening and the opportunities, not, not missing those kind of opportunities. Right. That's hard when you're caught up in the stress of trying to fulfill all the things you think you need to fulfill. And, yeah, keeping your eyes open and watching for those moments are really hard, but I yeah. think they're very important. Oh, no, I agree completely. And it, it really... For us, it, it it's a sanity saver too, you know. Yeah. Because just like you, I get all caught up in the oh, she she hasn't got this mixed fractions thing yet. She's got to get this. She's right. got to get this. And then Jack will go, "Mom, we didn't look at clouds today." And I'll go, "Oh, you're right. Let's let's all go look at clouds." You know. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. I love when I can do that. When I can finally see, because there are times like I miss. I'm sure I do it all the time, and I don't even realize it that I miss. Op- there are missed opportunities all the time. Yeah. But you know reading this has got me back on track and she's she's even got a um i sent you a link to this uh um print up that she has of ideas i forget what it's called i'll find the link and put it in the notes um but it's like a poster you can print up um or like a flyer kind of thing where it has a list of all these different things to 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 help keep in you know to keep going in the direction of following their interests yeah and and i think if i post something like that on my fridge or something that that'll help me to remember to pay attention for those little those little moments make sure you don't because I I, there are times when I know that I'm missing an opportunity and I still don't do it because I'm just like I do not have the energy today to go outside in 105 degree weather and plant a sunflower seed (laughs) it's just not happening exactly so but yeah I this is this is getting me excited about trying different things. She has things like building a solar oven or, um, I've got a really good pattern for one out of a pizza box. Oh, neat. Yes. I think I've heard something about that. We totally did it at scouts a couple of years ago. Oh, that's really cool. We made s'mores. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, this is the list I was thinking of, actually. I just stumbled across it. Um, cook up a recipe from another country. That is a really cool idea, actually, because I don't do a whole lot of cooking projects with my kids, and I really need to, because I'm not much of a cook. I'm not, it's not like I'm bad at it. I just hate it. <laughs> yeah. Like, with a passion. I hate oh, me cooking. too. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> Absolutely. I detest cooking, and it's hilarious, because, you know, both of my parents are professional chefs. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So both my parents are professional chefs. Well, <laughs> my father was. Right. And um, it... And I hate cooking with a passion. I like baking. Uh-huh. And, like, I like making desserts, like, really super complicated desserts. But, I mean, God, I, I, I don't even know how to cook a steak. I don't think I ever have cooked no, a I steak. I've know? tried, and I don't do a very good job of it. But <laughs> Okay, and so we're back <laughs> after many technical difficulties. <laughs> that was, like, what, 24 hours right there. Again, yes, we did that once before, too, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, so welcome to Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Becky's computer crashed not once but twice. Well, yeah. blue screened, no yeah, less. Not blue just crashed. Blue screened twice at the end of what we were talking about before. So, um, yeah. And then we, we were not able to hook up again until now, 24 hours later. So Exactly. <laughs> so we were talking about making homeschooling fun. Excellent. And one of the things we had not gotten to yet, which I wanted to make sure to get to, um, was using games in homeschooling. Because I actually have a whole lot of resources that I have stocked up on over the years. Um, and I've used some of it. I haven't used a whole lot of it yet. But again, this is like on my list of things to do for the school new school year. Um, I have... Um, fabulous uh, links that I will definitely be putting in the show notes. Um, One of them is to um, a site that sells a game curriculum. Have I ever told you about this game curriculum? I don't think so. Oh, actually, I think you did once a long time ago. Yeah, and I've had it for a while, and I keep looking at the problem with the game curriculum is that if I'm going to follow it, I need to go buy these games. <laughs> so it hasn't happened yet because, you know, money, always right. a problem. So I haven't, although we do have a couple of the things in here. But it's it's really, I'm looking looking at it right now. It's actually like, let's see how many pages is there in here. Uh, it's like, oh, it doesn't, oh, the pages are not numbered, so I guess I can't tell you. But I'd say, I don't know, maybe 50 pages or something. I'm not very good at estimating things, but yeah, there's no numbers on here. So yeah, it's not very, it's not a very thick book. Um but um, it goes through, and what it is, actually, I should preface this with, I actually have spoken to this woman. The author's name is Carolyn Forte, mm-hmm. and her website is um, excellenceineducation.com. Um, she actually owns, I think it's down in, like, I want to say it's like in the LA area of California, but I'm not positive. I could be remembering that wrong. Um, I wonder if it's in the beginning of the book here, but she owns a um, homeschool store. Um, yeah, Monrovia, California, wherever that is. I think I want to say it was like Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so she has a homeschool store, and she's been she homeschooled her kids. I think they're all grown now. I'm pretty sure they're all grown now. And she used to be a school teacher. She actually taught for like thirty years. And one of the things she talks about in the beginning of this, and I actually have an, uh, a link that I'll also post um, to an article that she wrote that she published on. I think it was like Salon or something. I can't remember. Um, Anyway, she talked about how she found pretty quickly that her kids' eyes glazed over when when they um, she gave them worksheets or whatever, and you know, re- typical standard curriculum didn't work for her kids, mm-hmm. and um, and that she really quit. They were really big on games. Their family was really big on playing games, and that it was really fun. And she found that you could literally teach 
every subject you could possibly need to teach them via games. And I had never thought of that before. You know, you think about supplementing mm-hmm. with games, but I never thought about, like, the entire curriculum. Now, we're not big game people. Well, sure, the kids would probably love it. <laughs> I'm not a big game person myself. There are some games I like playing, but um, but I'm not, like, when they say, oh, can we play that? I'm like, oh, shoot me now. <laughs> you know, right, exactly. about some of the games. So I, I, I think that's just a matter of finding better games. Like, I like playing Uno. I'm okay with playing Uno, and we have this other card game called Millborns that's really good. And oh, I love Millborns. Do you have that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, love that game. It's a car game. It's so cool. And it's very educational, and you're doing math in it. And yeah, anyway. <laughs> Put yeah, a link to I'm Millborns. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I know. I'm massacring the pronunciation because I don't know how to pronounce pronounce French very well. But it's I think Millie it's born, mi- but I don't know. born or something like that. But anyway. <laughs> Hard to say, but you know. Yes. So anyway, um, I think we've all, we're all very aware of the concept of supplementing or, you know, um, expanding kids knowledge on things by using games but this woman has actually gone through every subject like the the major core subjects through grade from kindergarten through sixth and has actually written an entire curriculum um basically it's like um each she goes each grade sectioned by subject and then there's a a table with a list of games and things like how many players it takes the age range the time and what the emphasis or it says emphasis and notes on some of them. Some of them says comments and notes. So a little bit, a little bit about the game, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it just basically gives you a list of for each subject for each grade games that you can play. A lot of them are board games. Some are card games. There's one in here that I need to find. It sounds so cool. That's not long, no longer being made apparently. But I'm thinking eBay's got to have it at some point. Um, it's like a hopscotch. It's a geography hopscotch where you're jumping around. I don't know if it's the U.S. or the world. I can't remember. It's in here somewhere. I think it's called Hop Hop Offer. I'm trying to find it here. Um, that sounds really cool. I mean, how cool would that be to learn where you know countries or states are by you know literally hopping around on a map? That would be fun. <laughs> you know, doesn't that sound fun? Um, so yeah, I mean, she's gone through here. I mean, there especially nowadays there are so many games there are more and more and more companies coming out with really great educational games so when you think about it you don't need this um you don't need this specific list per se although i think it's a great way to learn some games that i might not have ever i mean most of these i've never even heard a wild seed game i've never heard of that me neither bug game let's go fish in here but then there's zoo animals jingo i've heard of jingo um Geo Lotto. I'm just bouncing around in some of the topics here. Um, and she even breaks it down into, um, let's see, the sub- subjects she has in here are um, language arts, arithmetic, science, history and geography, and physical education. So she wow. even talks about doing jump rope and balls and ring toss and that kind of thing. But And then at the beginning of each section for each grade, she she has several paragraphs or sometimes a page or two about what she did in her family and she gives more suggestions and more ideas of how to use this and what to do with it i think it's a fabulous book i highly recommend it i'll put the link in the notes um just a heads up her website is kind of wonky when i talked to her a good year maybe it was a year ago Mm -hmm. um they had just switched from another format and hadn't gotten around to actually tidying it up and making all the links work properly and from looking at it just yesterday doesn't look like they fixed it yet (laughs) so they're basically a brick and mortar store so their website they haven't really stayed on top of so um but you can get the 
you know, her information to my, I have alarms for everything on my phone. <laughs> it's going off what in the middle. <laughs> and you're going to hear the dong again in a second here. Cause <laughs> I don't want to turn it off. Cause then I'll forget to turn it back on again. Right. That's my, course. um, my medicine alarm, my, my migraine medicine I take every day to prevent, which doesn't work very well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, if you go to excellence you'll see a way to contact them. There's a phone number. I actually recommend calling them on the phone. Carolyn actually answered the phone when I called. She's the author of this book, and she's nice. one of the owners of the store. So, um, so anyway, she's a really nice lady, and and she talked about you know how she she uh, taught for like thirty plus years, and we talked for quite a while actually. It was really cool. So, anyway, it's a great great book and a fabulous way to get fun back into your curriculum. I think if you want to, you know, pick and choose or even do the entire thing. Um, Really neat concept to think about that you can do, you could actually do your entire curriculum with just games. There it goes. <laughs> I knew it was going to do that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so more about games too, though. Um, I joined quite a while ago this group. There's two groups actually on Yahoo um, that are called Games for Learning, and I'll put those links in there too. But um, Games for Learning, where they spell the word four out, and Games for Learning, where the where it's the number four. Um, okay, so now we have Becky on her cell phone, and it actually doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, hopefully it won't be too horrible to listen to. <laughs> we are just, like, getting to be quite good at blue screening these days. <laughs> I know. You know, if Dell or, you know, uh, Gateway or any of those uh, computer companies are listening, um, you know, sponsorship. <laughs> yes, nice. please. <laughs> uh, Becky could definitely use a, a new computer Maybe or a new laptop. A desktop and I need a laptop, actually. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> I would actually be happy either way. Anything that doesn't blue screen uh, out on me. Yeah, well, we, we can dream, at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so let's see. Where was I? <laughs> yeah. Yahoo groups. Yes. You were talking about the Yahoo groups, yes. Yes, so there's these two Yahoo groups that are really, really fabulous. And Mary, I want to say Peterson, I think is the name of the woman who's called the Game Lady, who runs both of them. Um, and I cannot remember exactly why there's two. I think it has something to do with they transitions to the, to a new one at one point for some reason. I can't remember why, but they keep the other one up because there's just tons of information in the archives. Yeah, And the whole thing is just learning games. Like Her big thing is making your own games, which is really great if you want to save money. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so she has I mean, you name it. She's got an idea for how to teach it with the game. So she's got all kinds of files on those, in the file section of those groups that where she files um you know, the homemade games that she's created and whatnot. And I'm pretty sure that they have a whole lot of information about, you know, ways to come up with your own games and that kind of thing, too. I haven't actually dug around in it for a little while. I just kind of scanned it real quick when I was getting ready for this this topic. So um, I wanted to get the make sure to get the links right. And uh, But it's really, really great, both of those places. And while I was on those uh, sites, I learned about using the GeoSafari do you know about the Geo Safari? Uh, you, we've talked about the Geo Safari before. Yeah. yeah. Did you? I don't remember what we said about it. <laughs> you were telling me that you were using it and that kind of yes. thing. And oh, I came across some uh, cards from it one time and asked oh, if right, they were right. the right ones. But. That's right, because you had the, it was like the stand-up one. Yeah. And I have the laptop one. I have the little the little laptop Geo Safari. Anyway, um, while doing research for this, uh, and I went and I bookmarked or I copied the bookmark for the GeoSafari. There's a Yahoo group for GeoSafari games as well because you can actually print and make up your own cards. And there's a whole way to do it. And I went in and I 
copied all the files again because actually I don't think I ever actually copied like they have a blank file that you can use to create your own cards and then they have these files that have all the codes mm-hmm. um, I guess I should say what GeoSafari is it's like it's a computer game it's like a little a little not, not a handheld it's like a little I don't know maybe about eight inches wide laptop if uh, I'll post uh, a link to a picture um, on the show notes so you can see um, idea. they have laptops they have a laptop kind and then they also have like a tabletop kind that stands up and you've probably you guys have probably all seen them at some point or another at a toy store where you you push you know it a light uh, the question will light up and then you have to pick the number of the answer from the card um, on the card and you can switch the cards so you can do different topics and whatnot and there's all different levels and all different topics and you can make your own and there's this entire website or not website it's a um it's a Yahoo group all about making your own. And this is a really great way to make learning fun um, and get those topics that you want to cover. So, like, I was just looking up multiplication tables, uh, cards, to see what other people had already created. Some of them are kind of ugly, so but I was looking mm. at them going, I can tweak that. That wouldn't be hard to tweak. <laughs> in fact, I was looking at it going, well, I can open this in GIMP, and I can switch this around and just, you know, look for some graphics on the web. There's tons of free clip art on the web, and... Mm-hmm. slap it on there, laminate it, put it in, and you're all set, you know. And um, with the list of codes, you can set it up so that all your answers line up. Like, it'll sit, because you have to, there's like a number on the card, and then um, it'll, you know, that number card, the answers are, um, they're structured in such a way so that, you know, the answer to number one is always going to be C or whatever. So you just want to make sure that you have the, pictures lined up with the numbers properly so that they'll get the answer right if they click on the right mm-hmm. number if that makes sense <laughs> so um anyway so that's really cool because you can you can turn um you know any topic you could possibly imagine you can turn it into some kind of a, a learning card and then it's kind of fun because you you know pushing the buttons and it makes sounds and it's it's a cool game it's kind of an old school game in a way but you can still find it actually i when i went looking on ebay to see if they still sell them i found a whole bunch of the old ones still for sale so people are still selling all the old ones and they ran ran from like 20 to 40 dollars or something like that and then they still make them they actually make new versions of it and i don't know if the codes are all going to line up properly um or if the codes have changed at all, I need to post on the group and see if anybody knows. But they have some pretty snazzy-looking, different color, multicolored ones that they have nowadays that sell for like seventy-five dollars, I think, or something. So it just depends on what you want to do. If you want to get the newer version, or if you want to get the old version. But I would imagine that you could probably, because I think that it said that the codes actually came with the game, and so people were publishing the codes so that you can make your own cards. So I mm-hmm. guess it was something that they actually got from the game. So or maybe they posted it on there. Maybe it's something GeoSafari has on their website or something. I don't know. So anyway, there's an option there for getting um, some other kinds of games. And uh, and there's also these great books, Games. For, have you seen the Games for Math and Games for Writing? Yes. Uh, yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah, there's, a, there's a, a few more. I can't think of what. I think there's Games for... I can't remember what the other topics are. I know there's writing and math because I have those, but I think there's some other games for reading. I think there's games for reading as well. Like some of the writing ones that I've used were like where you go outside with sidewalk chalk and like when you've got an early writer and oops, I forgot to turn that timer off. (laughs) That was my, don't forget to turn off the sprinklers outside timer. (laughs) Oh my My life is run by timers. I guess so. (laughs) And they all seem to kind of culminate at night. Apparently I didn't even realize it's not like that all day long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, um, I forgot what I was talking about. Um, the the Geo Safari, the what they look like, and the newer updates. And yeah, so they have um, 
yeah. So anyway, you can you can get the newer versions um, or the older versions. I feel like there was something else too that I can't remember what it was. Oh well. Anyway, um, so there's some there's some fun things that uh, you can do to add to your repertoire of curriculum to make things more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that you like to do with your kids that you think is really fun that that maybe you share? I think mostly we just focus, like I said, on the projects and things mm-hmm. and the, the long-term stuff, you know. Um, though I have noticed uh, for with the summer curriculum that we're using, every other page on the back of Jack's uh, book has like a stretch or a a movement or something like that, you know, to get them physical. And I've been doing that um, with the kids um, during the summer, and that's been working out really well, too. They really seem to enjoy the getting up and, you know, shrugging their shoulders ten times or touching their toes ten times. Just To them, it seems really super random because they don't really, you know, they're not really paying attention to the pages like I am. So, Uh, like, they never know when it's going to come, you know. Oh, funny. (laughs) So that's been kind of fun. But other than that, you know, we don't play a lot of educational games though i am going to be doing some research on using minecraft in yes um homeschooling because uh, you know they're already addicted to it i might as yep. well make it useful yep and i actually it's uh, it's on my list of uh god that i have so many lists <laughs> the <laughs> list of future ter- show topics that i want to research that further because i did start researching uh there's a whole website for teachers using minecraft in the classroom mm-hmm. so um that's something i think it's minecraft edu or something like that. Um, and there's also minecraftteacher.com or .org, I think, too, which is this guy that does these great... And they actually have a really cool video about it um, on his site that you can go check out um, about how he uses it to make it educational. So awesome. very cool. I'm sure that there's there's going to be... Because it's really new. It just started, like, last year, I think. I, I remember emailing him. And so the site is still... The Minecraft EDU site is really new still, and they're still developing. And they have a special deal with... Um, uh, with the what's the name of the company that makes Minecraft? I can't remember what their name um, is. I actually have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, I've heard the name and I can't think of it right now. But anyway, um, they have a deal with them so that they can sell Minecraft at a discount for teachers. And I have awesome. asked him repeatedly whether or not he's going to include homeschoolers in that, and he says he definitely will keep that in mind. So I keep bugging him to remind him. Don't forget about <laughs> us homeschoolers. We want to do this too. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they want to have like a whole um, file sharing type thing of. Of what, you know, different activities as teachers come up with different activities to do with Minecraft, um, share it on the website so that other teachers can use those ideas as well. So that would be really beneficial to those of us that are homeschooling, I think. So excellent. Yeah. So anyway, that's a pretty uh, nice long conversation about how to make homeschooling fun with only a few interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it happens. Yeah. Hopefully I can edit it together and make it sound like it makes sense. <laughs> but I think that pretty much covers it for now. Uh, I'm going to bump. I had one more thing that I'll bump to the next show so that we uh, have more time to talk about it. So It sounds like a good plan. Yeah. All right. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. And you can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms. To leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670. For links to resources shared on this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. 
can also find Becky on the web at beckytatro.com and I can be found at homeschoolrealm.com and the spelling is on our about pages on Savvy Homeschoolers. Excellent. Well, goodbye, everybody. Have a great week and um, hopefully you'll come back and take another break with us next weekend. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> this episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms podcast is brought to you by Powergrammo Skype Recorder perfect tool for Skype recording, podcasting, and online journalism, and more. Visit them on the web at programmo.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-G-R-A-M-O.com.